the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk. On AM, on, a, on AM 1170, the uh, answer. Well, good morning, KCBQ. Ken. There we go. I actually got the I got the letters right it this time. It took a moment. It took, it took a moment. Well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, a little chilly this morning driving in. It's, it's wonderful. It, it's nice. Like yeah. It. Great sleeping weather. It's supposed to get hot again later in the, this week. No, it's, that's what I thought. I, is it today that it's supposed to start? A little to get bit. In? No, tomorrow. Yeah, I think tomorrow? It's Tuesday, Wednesday is supposed to get hot. And but, then next week. But oh. not too bad. But the nights are cool, and yeah. that's really all. And that that's all that that's, re- that's really all that matters. Yeah, if it, it it doesn't matter how hot it gets in the daytime, as long as as long as it cools off at night. And so far, we've been a we have been pretty lucky in that regard. Uh, let's see. I slept last night with no fan on, just the sliding glass door open, but it was wonderful. Well, we have, you have a screen, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and we don't want any animals in. <laughs> Keep, or maybe they, they have do. to keep me in. It's got nothing to do with keeping the animals out. It's keeping me in. Yeah, we have we have a ceiling fan in the master bedroom that run, that runs all the time. Well, until the power went out on. Was yeah. that was that Friday that the power? Oh, you or, had a power out. Oh, so, yeah. We, no, was it yet? Was it yesterday? No, it was, it was, it was no. It was it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Okay. Yesterday it was, Thursday. was Friday. Oh, you're right. Yesterday was Friday. Yeah, thir- thir- Thursday. Thursday. The power. Do you want to just start over Can real quick? We, we just re reintro. <laughs> just, just reboot. Um, yeah, and then uh, the power went out, so the fan stopped. And Melanie came downstairs. She goes, "We we got to clean the fan this weekend because <laughs> <laughs> when it's spinning, you don't realize how much gunk is yes, has, very has, uh, true attached itself to the uh, to the blades of the fan." <laughs> So, you know, normally it would be I who brings up something like that, and Norm. you would give me a look, yeah, and we'd move on, yeah, okay, and we can, and we can move on, okay. So, um, I was looking at the uh, I was looking at the San Diego Botanical Garden Foundation website yesterday, uh, which where we used to read off all of the things that under were going normal on under, under normal circumstances of all the things that were going on, and the calendar was completely loaded with. Uh, shows and meeting times and things like that so i i thought that was interesting so i i emailed them to double check before we started announcing stuff like we used to do and uh, i heard back from them they said no everything everything's canceled until at least the uh, first quarter so if you do go to the botanical garden foundation website just be aware that even though there's things on the calendar they they may not be taking place right. at this point Make in time. A phone call as soon as we something. as soon as we get word that things are starting to open up again from on the foundation website, we will start making those announcements again to keep people informed of, of what's going on. Um, same thing with the same thing with our garden classes, which we have not had since oh god, March. middle middle of March. Yeah. February? I thought it was February. Maybe it was March. I think it was, I was gonna do the last I think I was scheduled for one of the last classes and it disappeared look what you did what i did no one wanted to show up apparently so as soon as um as soon as we start having classes again we will make sure that we let everybody know um we get a a lot of people that are i mean obviously still interested in that want to come back but we do in poway as well people ask me a couple times a week when are Mm -hmm. we bringing classes back well that's funny because i have people asking is david ever going to teach a class again and we say well we don't know and they're like oh good yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
don't think they were asking if I was teaching. They were asking, are we having classes? Correct. They didn't yeah, want to hear correct. me either. So. No, hope, hopefully, hopefully one of these first days we'll be able to do that. And we have toyed with the idea of doing um, v- virtual class or a, a Zoom class, but oh, we yeah. just yeah toyed with it. We do. We, it's been so, quite frankly, it's been so busy. We just haven't had the time to, uh, yeah, to, uh, to come to terms with it and make it and, happen. And yeah. make it happen. Well, I think George has mentioned a couple of times before. We do have the space to do a socially distanced presentation. Just wouldn't how on the as, patio has have as many people in. And I'm guessing you, do you still have space out where you guys do your classes? Yeah, there, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'd we have, have to limit space it, it out. Difficult. You'd have to limit the, the number of folks, but I think we could do it. Maybe. I threw the maybe in just in case. Good, well, good it, idea. Well, it, yeah. it, it was interesting on and on Wednesday. I had to, uh, I had to go to, uh, I had to go. I, I went to uh, a funeral mass for a really good friend of ours who had passed away, and it was at St. Michael's in Poway, and they didn't have the mass in the church. They had it in the community center that's next to the church, and it was sets of chairs two or three or four, but everything was separated by at least eight feet. I mean, it was spread out. It, it was, um, it, it was kind of surprising how far, how far apart people were spaced. Um, they did a very nice job of it, but it was just, it was different. It's the, uh, yeah. And the chair the, groupings were to accommodate different family, family groups, sizes. That, family yeah. groups and things like that. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's different. It's a, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a different world out there right now with uh, everything that's going on. So hopefully we'll get back to a hopefully we'll get back to a new November fourth. <laughs> we, we won't go there. <laughs> uh, we, and then Melanie and I went up to um, we went up to Laguna Beach uh, Wednesday afternoon after the after the services uh, just for a quick getaway. And it's interesting the difference between between San Diego County and Orange County, and things that are open and things that aren't open. And last call at bars in Orange County now, or at least in Laguna, is eight thirty. So to get people for old guys, get like people me, out. That's not a bad thing anymore. <laughs> well, I, I I was I was kind of surprised. Oh, and the other thing, you you they have to take your, they have to take your temperature before you go into the restaurant too. Mm-hmm. That's another, another new one, but they they have these forehead. No, they have a face scanner. You sit there, you just like get down and look into the scanner, and it takes a picture of your entire face. That is probably Illegal. the government, yeah. grabbing it's probably sensitive. They're taking images of you, <laughs> yes. biometric data, biometric yeah. data. Thank right. you. Yeah. yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Um, oh, one thing that we been meaning to bring up but we have not touched on lately is for those of you that have shopped in the Poway store for a long time uh, are probably familiar with uh, Tom Doherty who is who had worked in the Poway store for 19 years since it, it opened was. almost almost right? yeah almost, almost okay. since almost since it opened nope he would not come over when we opened I tried okay. but he was a uh, dedicated to nursery land at the time and he was so proud of that um uh, Anyway, unfortunately, uh, Tom passed away rather suddenly a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we're very sorry to uh, to have lost him. He was he was he was he was a genuinely nice guy. He was a really really good guy. Very knowledgeable about cactus and succulents, uh, water plants, carnivorous plants. He and was, he, he was our sharpener. And he he was all of the sharpening. He sharpened all the tools. Sharpened all of the tools that people brought in. Uh, was just a really really nice guy, and uh, he's he's he is missed um, absolutely at, at the store. Um, I told so. Tom he probably has forgotten more had forgotten more about plants than I ever have will ever know. Probably, I no. I, I would agree. It was a big bug guy too. Whenever we had uh, bug questions, he always would break out his little book, and we would spend a, a fair amount of time trying to identify a particular insect. Uh, and he was very good at it. Yes, he was. Yeah, he he was so uh, definitely Tom. Definitely Tom will be missed. Um, let's see. Getting into uh, we touched on it a little bit last week. Getting into uh, cool season gardening, um, and you had the Wednesday wisdom for the Garden Talk page, 
And for those of you that haven't followed it, uh, we, the show does have a Facebook page, um, Garden Talk Radio, on by Walter Anderson Nursery on Facebook. And George updates that page weekly with a timely topic. And last week was cool season gardening. And you referenced the... A vegetable planting guide by the uh, Master Gardens... Gardeners Association of San Diego, and Mm -hmm. they have a a very robust website as well with a lot of good information. They have warm season and cool season, but what was interesting on the cool season was a lot of great information for the more common plants that you would put in in the winter. Uh, A lot of detail about, you know, for instance, carrots called up when I did the, uh, when I actually uh, posted it. It talks about how how carrots, to, to ensure that you have, you know, straight, nice carrots growing in your garden, obviously you need loose soil. Right. But mm-hmm. it's, it's really defined right in the beginning with that one little thread-like hair that comes down, that first little root. And if it starts hitting things, that very piece of thread, it, wherever that hits, that's what your carrot's going to be shaped like. So it's very important to have um, quality loose soil to get a straight, healthy-looking carrot. We don't... I. Going back, going back a ways in the, my memory, I remember um, on, there was an episode of Gilligan's Island where they found a bunch of seeds, and the seeds had been irradiated. Had, had they been chen- yes. uh, sent by China? No. no. Uh, well, okay. No, but they had been irradiated, and I remember they were pulling the carrots out, and the carrots had multiple legs on them, and I thought that was really bizarre. And then one year, I, it, it, yeah. one year I was growing carrots, and same thing. Yeah. Same thing happened. And um, I remember doing some research at the time, and they said it was uh, high nitrogen levels. If there's excess nitrogen in the, if there's excess nitrogen in the soil, it can cause the carrots to mutate and put off more than one. It must be more than one root, uh, right? Because they they'll come out with multiple legs on them. So there's nothing nothing wrong with them, other than that they just look. They don't look really like your bad. store-bought carrot. No, yeah, they do but not. They're, but they're just as tasty. Yeah. I just or more when tasty. you said that, I had just seen a thing about Gilligan's Island. It aired on September 26th in 1964. On we this just, date. On this. Well, was, is this the 20th? Yeah, today. Yeah. Wow. In 1964. Wow. On been. CBS. So what are we just I was a little right over. Back. I was a little over one year old. I can't believe that I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was their second episode. You remember. <laughs> it, it might be, it might be, um, but with the with the winter crops, uh, now that most of the leaf crops, root crops, uh, flower beets, all the roots, beets, flower crops, and you know, and for if you want to get your kids out and get them gardening, um, one of the easiest things to get them to plant and see it happen because they sprout so quick is radishes. I mean, radi- 24, 28 days, you'll be eating them. Yeah, and they, and, but they, they, you see them growing within, within a couple of days. They, they germinate very, very quickly. And actually, you know, the other thing that's interesting with radish, with radishes, is radish greens are actually pretty tasty. They're spicy. They are. You never <laughs> fail to surprise me with what you do think is good and what you won't eat. You won't touch a beet because they're dirt because you forget well, they, to rinse they, them. It's because they taste but like you'll, it. No, you'll, it, you'll even eat. if you rinse them, they okay, taste like Okay, well, let's like go somewhere else. You don't like mangoes. <laughs> oh, well, hey, wow, whoa. <laughs> call them out okay. already. Wow. wow. But, but, but you'll like Where? It's interesting. I agree with you, David. It's odd, it's odd the, the it, differences. It, it, yeah. I, well, David doesn't like cilantro. That's well, true. Well, I that's, am genetically predisposed right. to not like cilantro, so I have so an it's excuse. A, yeah, it's a birth defect. It's in my, yeah. it's in my heritage. <laughs> Don't you go there. Um, has anybody here ever grown rutabagas? No. It's a it's a popular no. root crop. Yeah. I've never grown them as well, but I like. I feel old when I say rutabaga, and I should have a piece of straw in my mouth. <laughs> has anyone ever cooked a rutabaga? Nope. I, 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 I think, think I so. did growing up. I think my dad grew them, actually. Okay, how about parsnips? Nope. Yeah. Yes. Well, I haven't grown them. Melanie cooks them from time to time. Well, I think we should plant some parsnips and rutabagas. And you know I'll what? We, and we can talk about that when we come back, but we're going to need to take a break. You're listening to Garden Talk on The Answer San Diego. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We'll be back with more right after this.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour, a three-hour tour. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ 12... T- or- no, AM eleven seventy. AM eleven seventy. KCBQ. It's K Praise twelve ten AM and FM. You'll get that soon. It's sooner or later, I will. On this I'll, date in nineteen sixty four, they left for that brief three hour tour with every piece of clothing they owned, <laughs> yeah, and suitcases of money and suitcases of money. Absolutely, that's awesome. If you would like to give us a call, eight 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 three four four one one seven zero is the number. We would love to talk to you, answer any questions that you might have. We've been talking about cool season gardening. Uh, and cool season crops, and there's actually quite a bit that you can put in the ground right now. Yep. Am uh, I the uh, Gilligan? The, am I the Gilligan of Walter Anderson Nursery? Yeah, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would make you skipper, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know about that. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Cool season veggies, or maybe you're the professor, the guy that can make a radio out of coconuts, but no, can't that, fix the boat. That would be that'd be George. Who's Ginger? That's all. <laughs> no one, not me. No one, no one in this group. Nor, nor Marianne. <laughs> all okay, right. The cool season vegetables. Leaf crops. Leaf name, crops. Name a couple. Well, mustard greens, collard greens, spinach. Well, I hear, I hear um, radish greens are really good, too. They actually are. I agree with Ken on this one. I, I like radish greens. We've sautéed them up and cooked with them and... They actually can make a pretty good pesto spicy. as well. Yeah, they are spicy. Oh, I, I, never, I, never, I never thought about the pesto side. Yeah. I was The only time I've had them has been on sandwiches and stuff. Yeah. So it's like a... They're, they're, they're a little spiny, spread. so you do have to cook them down. Otherwise, they... I'm going to go out on a limb and say you don't cook with radish greens, Mark Mahady. Is that true? No. Well, yeah, it's absolutely true. I, I do not. So. I do not. Uh, no. Nor do I. Uh, I I'm like, not a big radish fan. Oh, yeah. You don't I like, like onions. radishes? No, I What's don't. What's wrong with... They taste like dirt. <laughs> David. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never liked radishes. I don't know. Oh, I love No, them. I don't either. I, I, lo- I love radishes. As long as they're not too pithy. You, right. You, no, yeah, you've you got to pick them. You've I mean, got to pick them right at the right time. They're done in like 24 or 28 days, as I said. So it's yeah. the, you, you pick. Otherwise, they get they do. They get a little rough. And and I still have a scar on my hand where I tried to slice a radish on an electric slicer. <laughs> what? At, well, well, I was let's, making. Let's I just was, back and, up. Yes. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you use an electric why, slicer? I was going to say, why would you have an electric slicer out to slice a radish? I was working at um, Radishland. No, <laughs> at the Charcoal House in La Mesa. It was in the late seventies, and the one of the waiters asked me to make him a salad, and he wanted radishes on it. So I and so the, you whipped the, out the electric no, slicer. No, the slicer's <laughs> out there on the counter. And I was holding it in my hand, and I went to slice the radish. Yeah. And that's and sl- that's not a good idea for just anybody who wants to know. And I guess probably you're going to look and say most people would have known that already. Yeah, I'm not wow. even going to look. I, 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 I sense I, that that's a bad move. Yeah. It was. It was. And maybe I, that's it. I, I, I just can't even fathom that. But Okay, so leaf crops. <laughs> Getting back to cool season. Okay, and did we mention spinach? I didn't hear I did it. say yes, spinach. Okay. Right. spinach, yes. A Swiss chard. Another one, which mm-hmm. is a beet. It is. It is a beet. It is. I the, did not know that. Does it? Does it? It doesn't form a. It, it doesn't. It no. doesn't form a. a, no. a same same root. genus. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Did I did not know that. Um, which brings us to beet greens. With beet greens, also very good. Uh, well, David go likes, ahead. Go ahead. Dad. What are you going to? What are you going to say? I wasn't no. going to say anything. It's I there. Gonna, I wasn't going to badmouth. You know. Also, speaking of greens. Uh, it's a root crop turnips, but you can grow turnip greens. There are plants. There are, there's a couple seed packs out there you can get that are going to be more um, green, less yeah. less bottom, less root. Uh, and they're really good as well. Well, I took a bag, um, grow bag. What do we? What are the grow sacks called? Grow bag. Uh, uh, smart pot. Smart, smart pot. pot. Oh. And I put in my beet seeds again this year, and I didn't thin, but I did get some really nice beets out of them. And now you were talking about the carrots and they hit the first thing. If you take a grow bag or a raised window box or planter and then put in good potting soil, 
There's going to be no rocks right, to you deform your. Yeah, I agree. Your, Agreed. Yeah, I think. Well, I think you need to thin out the carrots a little bit too, because I, I at least for me, I just planted them all together, and it was like a big clump of them, and I don't. I don't yeah. That's why mine, I think, were mis misformed. Or, but anyway, they're still tasty. Yes. Very good. Excellent, and the greens are good, and yeah. I'm a I'm a huge fan. And there's a lot, and if you if you're going to plant carrots from seed, there's a lot of or there are a few varieties of carrots that are not orange. Right. You can get multicolored like purple carrots. And, yeah. Co- cosmic, is it is cosmic purple or Some, red? There's a, I don't remember. There's a whole host but, of colors, white ones, I think botanical ones. interest actually has a, 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 a variety a, pack. A, I've, yeah, they, I've grown yeah, those. Yeah. yeah, They're white, yellows, orange, purples. Yeah. They're, they're I, good. Yeah. I, I, I Can't I, taste I, the difference, but. I was gonna say I've right. never I've never grown the multicolored ones. I've just grown the your typical carrot. But they sure look I, good. Yeah, the pretty yeah. colored ones. Oh, and a and a and a pro tip if you're gonna if if you want to grow those things in your garden is buy them from seed. You're yeah. much better off. It's it's very very easy to grow, and you're much better off growing them from seed than you are buying ones that have already started you're not gaining that much extra time you're gaining a couple of weeks and but but for some folks though the, the for carrots in particular there's not a lot of energy stored in those tiny little seeds so if you put them too far down or you don't keep them wet the minute they germinate if there's not enough moisture there they they desiccate and die quickly so some people have a, a that a seems low, to happen a lot in my yard a, a low success rate of getting those to germinate so that's where well, some people that's why purchase. you put in so many seeds that's true i agree that with you can lose yeah. half of them right Goes with the beets too, although you got to remember. But you know that that is a, it, talking about the moisture. That that is a that is a good point, and that's that's something that I would say that probably ninety nine and a half percent of the problems that we see, other than insect related or disease related problems, it it's water, and you you have to make sure that you're watering properly. Depending on what it is, depending on whether whether it's whether it's a food crop or fruit trees or just your or your lawn or shrubs in general, you have to make sure that you have to make sure that you're putting an adequate amount of an adequate amount of water on when it's needed. Um, but the majority of the problems that we see when people are coming in, it, it's a it's a water issue. Absolutely correct. No, in they're my, not. Opinion, no, yeah. no. I water it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then why? Why when, is it so dry? Yeah. Well, I didn't water it today because I was bringing it back to the nursery. Okay. 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 Especially this time of the year when it's hot. When it's hot, yeah. and yeah. and especially with container plants. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, in Pow- in Poway, we water everything. We water everything, even even fifteen gallon can. 15 gallon containers and and larger it 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 gets watered virtually every, every day, day if not twice if not twice a day and even at that when it's really hot you'll see uh, a good example are uh, hydrangeas they'll oh if it get, if it gets really hot they'll start to wilt even if they're wet they'll start to wilt because they are losing water faster than the root system can bring it up and as soon as the, as soon as the temperature starts to cool down they perk right back up again, right. um, but you, you've got to make sure that you are watering adequately, no matter what the season or and no matter what the plant is. That that's that is a a, a key key factor in, in well, your success. Do you see what you did, George? We were talking about vegetables, and you said carrot seeds, water, water, and now we're talking about hydrangeas. That's okay. So I'm leading the conversation, or. You're leading, you're leading us astray we, or we, down the garden we did, path. Yeah, we did because we, we only touched on a couple of things that you can that you can plant right now. And there's there's other stuff that's out there too. Uh, but if you're going to plant root crops, you know, and particularly carrots, uh, make sure you I hear they're very small and don't no, have you, a lot of gonna, moisture. But going back to that piece of it, like Mark said about you know the loose soil, it, you, you you have to amend that soil heavily. You want it to be a lot of rich organic material. You want to get rid of stones. You want to get rid of clumps of clay because that's going to. What do you if you live in a glass house? Then you should. Rose clay is it clay? Well, how do you get rid of your stones? I build rock walls with them. Actually, gotcha. Okay. Use them for drainage and other or, spots. Or put, them, put them in, in gopher holes. Or put them in pots. <laughs> no, not the rocks. The the, the gophers. Well, yeah. So you can definitely grow uh, carrots or things like that in containers. They, they work well in pots, yeah, right? Very, but for the ground, if you're going to grow in the ground, you really have to amend. Heavily, Correct. Right. 
But yeah, I think that sometimes those carrots don't get to be as big as a. Uh, you know, because of our soils, usually pretty heavy. But we have lots so. of short options. Yeah, and the no, little round are. ones, the they're little right. orbits, the, orbit the little ones, round yeah. ones are yeah, kind of right. cool. You're right. Okay. Yeah, different. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go to the phones right now and where Alan is waiting. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Good morning. Uh, good, guys. So nice to hear you back on the air again. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be uh, here. What is it? The second show now? Yes. Third. Uh, third. 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 Third one. Well I heard the ad on eleven seventy. And uh, with Ken's voice, and I thought, oh, man, that was so welcome. <laughs> well, thank but, you. Uh, what I wanted to ask you about is uh, when you were on the radio before, I had asked you this question about uh, using a substitute for Roundup because of the, the risk with Roundup. And you mentioned a broadleaf weed killer, like in, in lawn areas, things like that. Um, but I wonder what, it, what would be good for Bermuda grass. Uh, I have some planters that have agapanthas in them. It's a bulb-type plant. And... Um, uh, the Bermuda has uh, taken hold in the in those planters, and I just wonder what would be a good substitute besides Roundup for uh, getting rid of Bermuda. I think Grass Be Gone would probably yeah. be your best bet. Grass Be Gone, Grass Getter, or, or Grass Either, 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 either grass, yeah, either either one, Grass Getter or Grass Be Gone. Uh, it's a sele- it's a selective herbicide that only kills grass type weeds, so it will ki- it will kill the ber- it'll kill the Bermuda. But it won't hurt the it won't hurt the agapanthus or any other broadleaf plants that are growing around it. Uh, Roundup, Roundup, and Remuda, and is it Cleanup is the, yeah, the other all, one. Right. Those those are all glyphosate. Gly, glyphosate. Those are non-selective. They will kill anything that they get on. Uh, but the grass getter or um, grass be gone. That is, it's a selective herbicide that only kills grass type weeds. So that's that's probably the direction I would go with that. Is that something you carry at the nursery over on Point Loma? Yeah. Yeah, we should have both of them at the, at the San Diego store. Okay, great. And I wanted to ask a second question. I didn't tell the screener this, but you mentioned gophers. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that's good for gophers? We we are having such a bad gopher problem. I finally hired this company out in Lakeside that's uh, specialized in pest control. And they'll get rid of them, but they, they uh, only give you like a 30-day guarantee. And, you know, they're pretty expensive because they have, they have to make a call to come out and Mm-hmm. You know, plant the bait and everything like that, and then come back. So it gets kind of pricey. Um, is there anything that's as effective as, as they, as what they use that that's available for just the homeowner? Well, if you want, I prefer to get away from the baits, and so the the regular gopher traps and the new one is called Gopher Hawk, and we've had a lot of people, a lot of success stories with the Gopher Hawk. So that might be the one you want to try. Yeah, it's a it's a new it's a new type of trap. I know the uh, the Ramona Valley Vintners Association was was really big on them, and that I think we sell I think we sell a start we sell we a starter kit. Right, that, we have. Them I've had success with it as well. I've used it. I, I have two of them. They work yeah. well. I still haven't showed you how to use it yet, David. So we will. But if you're not opposed to the poison and the baits, we uh, both stores carry gopher baits. Okay. Yeah. The problem with that is I, I talked to the to the guy, uh, the pest guy, mm-hmm. and he said they, they're tricky because you have to find the tunnel, but sometimes they put a, a block in the tunnel and go around it. So I guess they've got the technique. They they know where to put it in the, uh, in the tunnel. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any specific tricks that you know of that you have to use for? Well, what my, what my dad would usually do when he was, when he would put bait out is he had a, like a, like an iced teaspoon, a really long handled spoon, and he would he'd find the he'd find the run, and he would sc- scoop some bait out and put it down into the run, pretty deep, but close enough that he could see that that he could see it. And then he would put a brick or a, a piece of wood over the over the run uh, to keep any to keep any an- other animals from getting into it. Then in the mornings he would go out and he would look, and if the bait was gone, he would put some more in and cover it. And then the next day he would go out, and if the bait was gone, he'd put some more in. And then when he would go out, and the bait was still there, he's they've the bait had done its job. And then he would just cover the he would cover the run up at that point. Okay, yeah, that that sounds interesting. Yeah. And and we actually sell a tool. Mark, you may have it too. But I think we it's Yard Butler. It. There's yeah. a, there's a tool that you can walk around and just probe down till you find the tunnel, and then you can release the bait from the top of the tool. Yeah, yeah. You load it. You load it up and. And it dispenses it down into the run. Oh, very good. Is that something you also have on Point Loma? We do. Yeah, we should. Yeah. 
That's good. I'll, I'll have to take a look at it. One, one other thing this guy mentioned is that those gophers are pretty solitary. Mm-hmm. And, and he said they can come in from like a neighbor's yard. Oh, yeah. And even though the, the gopher that was there originally is killed off, they can come in from the neighbor's yard and start using that established tunnel. Yeah. So he said you'll get a reoccurrence, but they're probably not the same gopher. That is possible, yeah. Okay, good. All right, great. Okay. Uh, thanks for the advice, and nice to have you guys back again. Thanks Thank for the you. call, Alan. Nice talking to you. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Take care. We're going to take a quick break here in Garden Talk on AM 1170. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. And we're back with more garden talk here on KCBQ 1170. With Ricky Nelson, a little younger than Gilligan's Island, or a little older than Gilligan's Island. Yes. But not that song. That song came no. out later. We would. We, uh, before we uh, before we went to the break, we had been talking to Alan. If you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Uh, prior to that, we were talking about cool season gardening, and we, there's, we've got more to talk about as yeah, far as cool season gardening. a lot of gardening. stuff to plant. There's all kinds of stuff you can plant. You know, if it's still early enough that if you get a, if you get a, a short season, if you get a short season tomato, like early girl, you can, you can have fresh tomatoes by the, uh, by Thanksgiving, probably, at this point. Well, for the last many weeks, as my squash plants have been declining, I've been saying, I'm going to put another one in because I need. I, I can get more. We have enough growing season. I'm going to put another one in. I'm going to put another one in. You know, I don't need to buy a plant. I have the seeds. I could do it from seed. And now I'm just letting the time go by to where it's going to be too late. You'll just, so. be, just be buying them from the store. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> not. How much yeah. squash do you eat? Not very much. Okay. so I really don't need it. But it was easy, you know. No, they, they are easy. Squash to grow. is pretty. It it's, is. It, it, it's pretty. It's it's pretty easy to grow. Um, although it's interesting, it, it's, somebody was talking about they had a squash plant that were, was producing predominantly male flowers, so they weren't getting. They were getting a lot of flowers, but they weren't getting a lot of squash production. And I thought I had read somewhere that that was a preponderance of nitrogen. Uh, I hadn't read that, but I know that they the, the squash plants will put out the male flowers first to help draw pollinators, and so and it doesn't cost as much in energy to put out the male flowers. Oh, that's so they put out more male flowers first. Squash plants are lazy. They're lazy. <laughs> yes, they are. Okay, lazy gardener. Uh, but you know, in, instead of beans, which is, are very popular in the during the uh, summer season, um, peas. Yeah, sugar. Oh, I love sugar snaps. Pulling yeah. them off and just eating them as well. Oh yeah, yeah. All, all, all the time. Well, yeah. yeah. They're really easy to, really easy to grow. Uh, you just need something for them to climb on, and you know, a real easy thing to do if you're going to be planting peas um, is use trellis netting, which is basically just like a giant nylon fishnet that you string between a couple of string be- between a couple of stakes. And then at the end of the season, when the when the peas die, when everything dies out, you don't have to try to unthread it or anything. You just roll it up, roll it up, and throw the whole thing away, and you get you clear everything out all 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 at once. It's it's a very very easy way to do it. Um, Cruciform vegetables are are big right now too. This time of the year, Um, broccoli, cauliflower, cauliflower, yeah. Brussels sprouts. Brussels, Brussels sprouts. 
Did Which, you did you almost uh, choke on it? Do you like no, Brussels sprouts? I, I, you know, I do now. I, when I was a kid, I, I hated them. Yeah, I was I was not a big fan of them but, um, for a long time. But I I now that I've had them oh, properly, prepared. Prepared. properly prepared, properly prepared, they're 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 I good. Love, I love them, but they for me, I've I've had a great amount of difficulty trying to grow them. I've, they, I've, they, I've never tried. I've never I tried once to grow. And I did not. I, I, they've successful. been successful, but I, they're aphids. That is the hardest plant to control aphids on. I agree. For me, just a little protein with your vegetables, and there's no doubt about it. They're in there. Okay, you cannot eradicate it. Or I have been unsuccessful. Yeah, probably probably the toughest probably the toughest crop to. Track aphids in? There's got to be broccoli, though. I, I've not had anywhere near the problem. And I've grown a lot of broccoli, but ca- uh, cauliflower, same thing. You know, a couple aphids here and there. You can see them. You can clean it. But well, the, the, I mean, with uh, with Brussels sprouts, they 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 like seem to grow within each of the folds, and they just they're inside there. And I've just had a lot of um, problems. Yeah, it makes me wonder when you, when you buy Brussels sprouts at the store because we, we we do eat we do eat quite a bit of Brussels sprouts, but you go through and clean them and. It's rare that you find right. bugs in them from the store, so it kind of makes you wonder what they're what they're spraying, what they're what they're using to to keep the bugs at bay. Um, I remember my mom always used to put salt water in a bowl, I do that. and the yep. broccoli comes home, and it she would bring home broccoli from the store and soak it in, ca- in, in cauliflower. It's, she would <laughs> soak it in cauliflower <laughs> in salt water, but I, we don't do that anymore. I, I do I, every time I pick, I, I, yeah, and that's where you get. Tons of aphids that come out. The little, you know, get the little um, caterpillars that'll start working their way out. Earwigs that'll come out. But when you do the okay, I'm not, do, I'm not liking broccoli. So what I do when I do, <laughs> when I, when I do Brussels sprouts, I, I, I still do that, and then you cut them open, and it's just tons of aphids inside it. So I can't believe you like broccoli before. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to La Mesa, where Nancy is waiting. Good morning, Nancy. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. What can we do for you? Um, I have a south-facing slope. It gets a lot of sun, and I just wondered what you would recommend um, for ground cover. Oh, south-facing, a lot of sun. Uh, probably m- my favorite is a uh, moneywort. It, grow- oh. it, it grows really well, looks almost like dichondra, has a little round foliage on it about the size of a dime, doesn't get much taller than about, I don't know, three or four inches Three or four yeah. inches deep or so, but it, it does take it does take some water, uh, mm-hmm. but it looks but it it does look really nice. Uh, it spreads pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it spreads really well. Uh, a couple of low water alternatives: Ceanothus arctostophilos or Grevillea. Some of the low growing Grevilleas, uh, mm-hmm. and that can take the heat on a cell. Yeah, they yeah, will. It's a good one. And there's a couple of manzanitas that stay very low and spread and the the ceanothus the native ceanothus doesn't stay as low most of the lower ones of those will get a a foot or a little bit more tall but they spread and will will thrive on a hot sunny bank and the ceanothus is it's also called a california lilac so you'll get some pretty flowers on it as well yeah. Okay. The the Arctostophilus um that's also that's manzanita. Some of the some of the low growing ones of that are are really pretty. They're, yeah. it's a really nice plant. The the downside to those two or those three is you won't find them in ground cover flats. So you'd have to buy individual plants. So the upfront charges it's going to cost you more to get them and plant them, but they grow fast and will spread uh, and will survive on less water than just about anything else. The trailing okay. rosemary, trailing rosemary is another good one. Yeah. Uh, once it gets established, it's relatively drought tolerant. Um, gets a little bit, t- gets a little bit deeper uh, as far as growth habit is concerned. But it's a, it it's really good, and it doesn't it does attract a lot of pollinators too when it's in bloom. It, it has a nice flower has a nice flower on it as well. Well, that sounds good. So a lot of choices. I'll have to. Oh yeah, there's a, there's okay. a, there's a, there's there's a lot of different things that you that you can take a look at, and so like David said, some things come in, some things you can get in ground cover flats, which will cover larger areas, um, and save some things you save you a little money. But and some things you'll have you, you can only get in gallons, but it will will do the same thing. But there's a lot of different things that you can put in out there. But some of those, okay. like the the um, manzanita, they get six, seven, eight feet wide. Yeah. Some of the small ground cover types, so yeah. cover a large area with a single plant. Yeah. That sounds great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Nancy. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye.
If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Um, Here on AM AM 1170, the answer, and what's K-Praise? K-Praise is 1210. Oh, 1210. 1210 AM. Anything else that we need to touch on as far as? We didn't get into the, we talked a little bit about the, oh, yeah, we'll have to do onions and garlic. Garlic, yeah. Shallots, all of those things are going to be coming up very, very quickly. We have a few. And short day, you know, I've always thought that Southern California, we have sunny weather. We must be a place with long, long days. We, we're not, though. So Wait a minute. What? Do we have a break first? Do you want to come back to that? Well, yeah, but we've got a minute. Okay. So on, the onions. Half the, a one. Well, half a minute. So onions. No, are, no, no. Don't get into it. We're just I'm going to say we're going to say that I'm going to say their onions okay. are broken down into to basically two categories: long day and short day, and it and it it's tied to the amount of sun. And we'll talk. We about have that. a lot of sun. We do have a lot of sun, but not hours of sun. We, oh the sun God. may be out all day, but it's not out long. It enough. is so difficult to have these conversations with you. It is. You're listening to Garden Talk on KC, on 1170 KCBQ. We're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. And we're back with more garden talk here on AM eleven seventy KCBQ. Stuck it, nailed it. Way to go. (laughs) Getting better. Getting better at it. Uh, one thing we want to announce too is that if any of you are out there that are that are interested, um, our Poway store is actually hiring customer service people right now, and we are looking for qualified applicants. So if you know your way around a garden, know your way around pesticides and fertilizers and soil amendments and things like that, and you think you might be interested in doing something a little bit different, uh, we would love to talk to you. You can email a resume to. Uh, Melanie, who does our hiring, that's mjpotter42 at aol.com. You can also call the store and and get the information or stop in and fill out a job application and uh, put it in. We would would love to talk to you. So we we are hiring qualified uh, customer service people. So as you're listening to us, if you find yourselves giving better answers than we are, which is is very very likely, we want to talk to you. Yeah, we would would love to talk to you. Uh, So if... So if you or somebody that you know might be looking, uh, please give us a please give us a thought. Uh, we we onions. We were talking about onions. We were talking about onions. So onions are divided into two types. Basically, there's a third for intermediate, but there are short day and long day onions, and it has to do with the amount of daylight that's available to them. Short day onions will start developing their bulbs when you have ten to twelve hours of sunlight, which Southern California has. So in the south, what you want to plant are short-day onions in order to have the bulb. You can plant long-day onions. You just won't, they won't reach their full potential. You don't get the large onion bulbs at the bottom. They do better uh, up north, you know, so, like Walla Walla, those yeah. types. So long-day onions in the south are don't the, reach their full potential. Are the Mark Mahadies and the David Rosses <laughs> of the, David of the Rosses onion world? The, yeah. Well played, sir. Okay, yes. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And okay, then, and then okay. So no, go ahead. So what? What? So what do we plant down here? So short days. Some of the Texas that we sell are, are short day onions. Currently, I think the only short days we have in bulbs are the snowball. They're a white. The onion. white one. Right. Okay. And uh, they typically are um, a little bit sweeter, and they don't store as well. 
So maybe that is you, David. Maybe you well, are a short day on you. But that's why we don't see those in the sets that you buy in the stores because they don't keep as well for uh, bagging and shipping as, well, maybe, right. as the starters. Right. And that's why, what, in another month, month and a half, we will get the short day super sweet starts in the bare root bundles. Correct. Right. But those, those things, a, are, those, they work well. I've oh, planted those yeah. and had Wonderful. great success. Wonderful. Yeah. Easy. And, you know, one thing that I've, I've, I've grown, I've grown regular onions, the, 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 the bulbous onions, but I've never, I've never grown shallots before. And I can't remember the, the trick to growing, not shallots. What am I? Chives? No. Leeks? No. Green well, onions. Um, just scallions. Bunch, bunching onions. Scallions. Okay. Scallions. Uh, now, the trick to growing those is to plant them deeper. To get. So, I, yes, you, that's are, it. Are you asking or telling <laughs> I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking. So, like I said, I've never grown them myself. I've, so, I've not grown them well, either, really. Why don't scallions. we just take the tops off our green onions as they're growing and use those? As I, I do that as well. Is there that's a difference? Yeah, that's what I I guess do. we're supposed to be the ones with the answers, aren't we? Yes. On AM 1170, the answer or. Cape race twelve ten, right? Yeah, Did I do right. that. Okay. Um, well, chives and green onions and bunching onions and scallions and all. If you you could plant long day onions and use them for for greens, you could. And I mean, but bunching bunching onions are going to grow without forming the large bulb. I'm not, oh. I'm a, I don't know. I have to do some research for us. You know, when you turn your head away like that, we don't hear you. <laughs> I was trying to look at Ken for a moment. I'll do some research. We'll post okay. something about it. Okay. We'll we'll scallywag it. Yep. And shallots. We should talk about shallots and garlic in the same breath, should we not? No, we haven't gotten the gar- all the garlic. We just have a couple. Right. No, the the wider variety won't be in until January. But right now we have California garlic, which are nice cloves for here, and the elephant garlic, which are the ginormous the giant ones. Ones. And you know, I've 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 never cooked with I've never cooked with elephant garlic, but I think it, it it's milder. I've, I've I've grown it and I've yeah. harvested it. Me too. And I've that's been, all I've done. I've, <laughs> I've, done. <laughs> I've used yeah. it, but some, it, the, the, it tastes the, like garlic to me. The the cloves just are so big. It's like I I don't ever need that much garlic in anything that I'm cooking. Well, mince so. them up and put them in a jar in the refrigerator and store them for later. Oh, that's too much work. Yeah, I know. It, that's why I that's just why you just grow them and harvest them, them on the ground and move on. Leave them there. Yeah, yeah. And there's it it. It's it's actually amazing how many different kinds of garlic there are out there. There's yeah. Some of the, the the reds and the purples and the, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. last year we sold quite a, like five or six different varieties up in Poway. Yes, and, there, yeah. and we will some have German, that. some Spanish, Italian. We'll have that again this this come well next year this coming season right. this season. But but next year we used to be able to get it in the fall. Yeah, Novemberish. But yeah, that grower's gone. However, the potatoes don't. Hold me to this, but we should have potatoes in about a month. Seed potatoes for those who want to get started in the yeah. fall, which a lot of people do. Most people yeah. do. Yeah, and for those and them. for those of you that don't want to wait for the seed potatoes, we have potato seed. And reading about it, it sounds really interesting. I may have to do a couple. I, did we get some more in? Because we yes, we okay. did. Yeah. Did we, yeah, we, we? We sold out. We sold. We sold out. Right. We got in forty or fifty more packets nice. of it, and I'm gonna. Maybe we should try some in the back in a grow bag. Sounds like a plan. All right. How about leeks? Never you grown guys that either. I've not grown Dually. leeks. I haven't. No. I have. And if you harvested them and you harvested them and just left, just left, left them there with the garlic. What's the next step after <laughs> growing and harvest? Turning them back into the soil for yes. compost. <laughs> yes, I want to give back to Mother <laughs> Gaia. You are correct. Thank you. That is. <laughs> That's not the way it's supposed to work, is that it? That is not the way it's supposed yeah. to work. We did that this year too much as well. We didn't har- we har- harvest tons of carrots when they went to waste. Uh, a lot of butternut squash that split because we didn't harvest it in time. It just sat out there. Did you toss it or did you use the split butternut? The ones that were really split full of insects. Oh, no, I mean, no. It, yeah, but, yeah, but we had a lot. I had my I did the honey nut for the first time this year, which is the baby butternut, and it is still producing. And some of those split, but I just. They were just minor yeah, little cracks. splits, but once it cracks into the inside and starts, and they're up. wonderful. Yeah, they're delicious. Just just baked or put in foil and on the barbecue, cooks up very quickly, and I just scoop it out. Yeah, Melanie cooks. She she cooks quite a bit of um, butternut squash. Uh, chops it up, seasons it, and just puts it in the 
puts it in the oven and cooks it on a on a cookie sheet. It's, I may have to really try that. Tasty. Just cut them, cut them in half, put them with some butter and some brown sugar or maple syrup, and just it's let them cook in the oven. It's the delicious. beauty of the butternut and the winter squashes, which I used to think you grew in the winter. Oh, yes, you can grow these. They're winter squash. Grow them in the winter. <laughs> Why do we call them winter squash? They, they must last a lot longer. That's it. They work they're, well. hard, yep. they're hard-shelled, and they yep. store. Butternut yep. stores really well. And so I can harvest those and leave them laying around, and they don't just rot and go back to the earth, and then I can still enjoy them later yep that's my theory i put the potatoes out that i harvested earlier this year and some of those are trying to go back to earth prematurely before i was intending for them to they didn't sprout first no that's a couple of the blue ones just kind of melted i they've been sitting outside i didn't put them in my root cellar because i don't have a root cellar but they've been outside in the shade in a bulb crate so they have good air circulation but a couple of them kind of melted yeah, I yeah. was hoping to get some eyes out of them and replant them, but not that one. Yeah, there's. I don't know that there's anything worse than a, a rotten potato. No, they smell like <laughs> oh my god, or touching it. No, it. but <laughs> a rotten potato outside is far superior to a rotten potato in your pantry. That's on your kitchen true. counter, underneath, underneath <laughs> and, the bananas or something. And yes. with that, that smell. Yeah. Yes, you've been you've been listening to Garden Talk here on AM eleven seventy and AM twelve ten. Uh, we'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Auto Talk is up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs>